and welcome to the Post Party Project. My name is Amy Heinrich and I am your host. Join me as we chat all things postpartum, celebrating the highs and supporting you through the lows. Everything pregnancy and birth is just such an exciting time, but often chats about postpartum experiences get missed or overlooked because everything's about the baby, which we are also totally here for. But I'm here to hear you and hold you, figuratively speaking, and to listen to your experience. Think of this podcast as your safe space to share, vent, cry, laugh, and know that you're not alone. Now, let's get into it. Welcome back to the show. How is your week going? How has your weekend been? The last week has been hectic. I feel like Ivy has just hit full toddler mode. I think when I've heard other people talk about it, everyone kind of gives you an age bracket of where it starts to get a bit crazy. And I kind of thought that maybe we weren't going to experience it. Um, So naive of me, but I've heard a lot of people say, you know, it's around the 13 to 15 month age gap where they just can't really comprehend what you're saying. They can't really follow instructions or directions and they don't really understand danger or safety. Anyway, I was like, oh no, Ivy's so chilled. I just don't think that she's really going to hit that. But no, I think she's definitely hit it this last week. (laughs) I don't know if there's some sort of developmental, um, yeah, what's really going on. Um, Probably a lot, I guess, so much goes on for them because they develop so much. But yeah, this last week has been crazy. She just loves being outside, um, full toddler tornado, um, loves picking mandarins off the tree, loves putting them in the dog bowl. (laughs) She's just like, there's just in her brain, I'd just love to know what's going on because she's just so busy. If you follow me on Instagram, you might see there's just, I feel like a daily video that I upload of Ivy collecting mandarins, putting them in the dog bowl. And then she just walks around the backyard with them. It's just her favorite thing to do. And then it's been a bit wet and rainy, but she just still demands to go outside. So I think this next week, we're going to have to go looking into getting some gum boots and a raincoat. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, this episode today, I am really excited to get it out. Um, Kirsty and I had such a heartfelt conversation. Kirsty is a mum of two. She speaks about some of the struggles that she faced immediately post-birth with her son, Arthur. Unfortunately, he had to go to the special care unit for a short period of time because he had a few choking incidents. Um, he turned blue a couple of times and Kirsty speaks very openly and honestly about how she felt through that period and also yeah she experienced a bit of postpartum anxiety she talks about her experience and also how she decided to reach out for help she's also found out that she was pregnant with her second eight months postpartum she speaks openly about um, how they navigated the surprise and yeah we speak about so many things to do with postpartum and yeah I really hope you enjoy this episode Um, but yeah while I've got you here I thought that I might quickly just mention my other business just in case it resonates with any of you listening it's called Bev's Buzz Break you can check it out um, at bevsbuzzbreak.com.au it's low caffeine coffee So I've had it roasted at a coffee roasting studio and blended different percentages of caffeine coffee beans with decaf coffee beans so that pregnant and breastfeeding women or anyone at all who wants to cut back on consuming as much caffeine as they do, um, you can enjoy full taste coffee full flavor coffee, should I say, um, but less caffeine. So if you're someone that has like a few different, a few cups throughout the day, um, you can have so many cups throughout the day without feeling so anxious or so crappy or yeah if you have having struggle struggles falling asleep at night um yeah and you just want to cut back on your caffeine you can still have strong flavored coffee but less caffeine (laughs) so yeah I also created it because I am obsessed with coffee and throughout pregnancy and breastfeeding I just didn't want to be consuming as much for Ivy's sake 
So yeah, it's that's kind of how it all came about. But you can also read more about my story on the website. Um, yeah, and it also tastes really good as well. I am a bit of a coffee snob, I would call myself. And yeah, flavor was a big thing. I wanted it to taste great. So yeah, if you um, are interested in that, check it out on my website. Um, but yeah, let's get into today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to see pictures of Kirsty and any of the other mothers that I speak to, you can follow me at Instagram on Instagram, which is at the Post Party Project. And don't forget to subscribe, um, yeah, so you don't miss any episodes. Cool. Let's get into today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kirsty. I am so excited to chat with you and hear about your postpartum experience. I know. Um, (laughs) so yeah let's start with a little bit about yourself and um who's in your family um so there's myself um uh, my partner joe and i've got a 17 18 month old his name's arthur and i've got a seven week old named primrose (laughs) lovely i love their names (laughs) yes i know we I don't know, it was like last minute for Arthur. We had Charlie or Arthur and, yeah, yeah he, he just, he looked more like a cranky little old man. Oh. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what do you do day to day? Are you a stay-at-home mum at the moment or are you working? Oh, yeah, at the moment I'm a stay-at-home mum. Um, have been since my son was born. Uh, before that I was working full-time at a pharmacy, Um yeah, which was super good. I loved it. But yeah, I didn't even end up going back from maternity leave and fall pregnant again. So um, I thought, what's the point in going back for a couple of months? I may as well just stay home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess, um, did you want to focus on Arthur first then? We can talk about the lead up to his birth. Um, yeah, how was that for you? Did you have any complications at all? No, no. So um, his, yeah, his birth was pretty good like obviously long for the first one um from I think we got to the hospital as five centimeters and nine hours later he was born but um yeah it was a pretty straightforward easy birth um I felt like in hindsight probably like a little overconfident with birth I guess and labor um but yeah no everything was fine I didn't have any drugs um I had a second degree tear um but yeah like everything was pretty pretty smooth um as I said I think I was probably more confident with labor and breastfeeding than I was about the postpartum Mm. part of it um so did you um like educate yourself quite a bit in that pregnancy then to be confident or how did you get the confidence (laughs) yeah so like I before him I was always a very um I guess, maternal person. Like I wanted to be a mum so bad. I was like super into pregnant women and like, you know, it's a beautiful thing and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I did a lot of research. We did the calm birth course as well because I, you know, I knew that I was well-educated on labour and breastfeeding, but I wasn't sure how much my partner really knew about it. So yeah, I kind of wanted him to experience that research as well so we did the calm birth course as well and yeah I as I said felt very confident um I'm going into it because I had done a lot of research but in hindsight wish I did a little more research about postpartum yeah yeah so how did your partner go coming into the first one did he find the calming calm birth course helpful yeah yeah he loved it I thought it was really good as well um you know, I knew a lot of what they were already saying because I'd done a lot of research, but there were still a few things like I didn't realise how big of a part your hormones, you know, played in it and how easily they knew, you know, your body just knew what it was supposed to do and and every little hormone and every little part of labour that happens, you know, has its has its purpose type Mm. thing um but yeah no he really loved it um he was I definitely wouldn't have been able to do such a good job in labor if if he wasn't I think as educated as he he was from that course yeah he was he was great (laughs) 
Awesome. So then, yeah, how did you go into labour and how was, how was all of that? Um, so I was 30, what was I, 39 weeks and like a day. And um, I, I just you know, woke up with a couple of contractions and, um, well, first of all, we went on a really long beach walk on like the Monday morning. And after the beach walk, my back was a little bit sore and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but no, probably not. And then, yeah, that night I just started feeling super uncomfortable. Um, And then I think I woke up a couple of times during the night with a contraction and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe this is my body just getting like ready like I don't think it's like you know happening just yet um and then so the next day I'd had a really crappy sleep and my in-laws were down and um they were like oh well you know if it's happening like do you want to um go shopping and get like some last minute things just in case it was happening blah 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 so we ended up going to like a big shopping center that's like an hour away we like went shopping for the day on the Tuesday and um and then the Tuesday night, like, they started to kick off and <laughs> I was finding them and I was like, oh, you know, like the app said a couple of times that we should go to the hospital, but like, I'm just not sure, you know, like you just mm. in big denial. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we ended up going to the hospital and um, I was five centimetres and, oh. um, and yeah, like then I just laboured. I feel like I was just in my own like zone, I guess, um, for about nine hours, I think. And then he was born, yeah, on the Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just used the shower as pain relief and I had some essential oils I sniffed every now and again. And yeah, I don't know. Like I was yeah. just in a little zone. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So did the calming, calm birth, do you think that um, really prepared you for that? I think it did. Um, I didn't do like a lot of the like visualizations and stuff like that and the meditation and stuff that they kind of tell you that's really helpful. I didn't do any of that. The thing that helped me the most was the breathing. Mm. Um, I know it sounds really silly that breathing, you know, can be such a a big help, but um, it really was. And my partner going to the course as well every time I was you know he noticed that I wasn't breathing the way I was supposed to be breathing he was like come on like you know get back into the rhythm so like I definitely he was definitely you know what I needed and he it was it was really good that he did that course as well so he knew how to kind of get me back into the to the right rhythm Mm. Yeah, yeah, you said you went into it um, like before experiencing it quite confident. Did you feel confident throughout or is it like I towards did. the end? Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I did. I, I don't know why. I just felt like I guess I'm a pretty big feminist in the way that like, you know, women's bodies are like built to do this. Like, you know, if they couldn't handle it, if you, you know, if you couldn't handle it, if your body physically couldn't do it, you know, you wouldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I guess I also thought like, you know, if it's really that bad, women wouldn't have seven children. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't see so many women going back and back and back and having yeah. more children. If it was really something that was absolutely horrendous and, you know, so I guess, I put myself into that mindset and yeah, thank yeah. goodness. I, you know, I didn't, I was one that didn't have that traumatic, scary, yeah. horrible birth that scares a lot of women off. So mm. did anything, confidence um, or yeah. Yeah. Did anything uh, come up for you throughout your birth that you didn't expect? Um, yeah. I, I wasn't particularly fond of the thought of, like laboring on my back Mm. Um, but once we got to the pushing stage he kind of got a bit stuck um I think in the s-bend they said um you know like they've got to go back 
down and then like back up a little bit. He got a bit stuck. Um, and so we tried, uh, I was on the ground on my knees. Um, you know, we tried a heap of different positions. My midwife was absolutely amazing. Um, and she'd asked me if there was any positions that I wasn't comfortable with. And I said, like, I don't want to really labor on my back. I just think that that would be horrible. Um, but I ended up laboring on my back and that's how he came out. I was on my back. So, you know, goes to show like <laughs> you don't always know what's best, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that was probably the only thing. Yeah. So how did you feel immediately post-birth? Um, honestly, I, I just kind of like felt like really in shock, I guess, that I had just done it. Mm. Like, yeah, I I remember the emotion of crying, but I don't remember having any tears come out. Mm. Um, and I just was like looking at him in like, yeah, complete shock. Like I, I didn't really believe that I'd just done it and it was like actually over then like yeah yeah um how did you did you find out what you were having yes yes I'm an impatient person I was not about to wait we got the harmony test at like 11 weeks so yeah (laughs) yeah oh awesome um but you didn't know his name at the time no no yeah Yeah. yeah he's definitely more of an Arthur and an Artie than a Charlie so yeah yeah. Um, did you have any post-birth complications? Um, no, I didn't. The placenta came out. It was um, my placenta was ragged, so it didn't come away nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did also. I don't know whether I should say it now or not, but like, um, I think it was about three, three weeks postpartum. I like lost a big clot, oh, no. so. I think that there was still some placenta in there. Luckily I didn't get sick or anything and like the yeah. big clock came out and then I stopped bleeding. But um yeah, that was probably I would say the only complication. Yeah. yeah. Did you Not have to go um did you have to go get checked up or have any procedure with that? No, I didn't. Um I lost that clot and I called the maternity and said, like, look, I've just lost a big, big clot. Like my bleeding had really, really eased up by then and um I yeah I don't know if I should come in or what and she said like are you having any like flu symptoms like you know are you sick anything like that and um, I didn't have any of that so um, she suggested I go to the doctor and get an ultrasound just to make sure Um, but then my bleeding just completely stopped and you know newborn life I um I didn't go to the GP (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah everything was fine after that anyways I didn't have any more things so I just thought I'm sure it's fine (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's good how did you decide to feed him uh I was really adamant that I wanted to breastfeed yeah that's also where a lot of my um postpartum anxiety came from as well because I'd done a little bit of research on breastfeeding and I was very confident in the female body and in hindsight, I wish I had done a lot more research on breastfeeding. I think yeah. that would have my mental health a lot. Yeah. So what yeah. kind of hap- um, happened with you in that situation then? Um, so um, in hospital, once he was born, uh, we had a lot of trouble, like, latching, obviously. Um, he also didn't really want to feed and he just wanted to sleep a lot, but he struggled with mucus. Mm. Um so he choked a lot and yeah he just didn't want to feed and he went blue a couple of times in hospital and had to go to the special care nursery for 24 hours to just be monitored um because his one of his little episodes um took him a few minutes to kind of catch his breath and oh my god like oh yeah like we'll take him to the special care nursery and you know just watch him yeah um so yeah, we just had a bit of trouble latching and, um, yeah, like one of my nipples is kind of like flat. So he was just having trouble latching on that one and he lost a lot of weight in hospital. Um, he lost like almost 12% of his 
like birth weight and they weren't going to send us home and then they ended up sending us home so in those first few weeks at home I had to you know I was feeding him every two hours 20 minutes on each boob and I was using nipple shields because he wouldn't latch and then I was pumping for 10 minutes on each side and giving him that top up in a bottle and you know and then by the time you get back to sleep I was setting alarms you know to wake up and do it all over again so for those first few weeks it was just a bit rough but I was very a fair amount of weight and they were like you know like yeah you're good to stop the top ups um and at that point he was still on the nipple shields um because he just you know I'd take them off and try and get him to latch on my nipple and he would just you know work himself up so much and it would just be a disaster so after a while of you know trying to get him off the nipple shields after a few weeks I just gave up and was like look I'll just use the nipple shields for a little bit longer because I can't keep doing this every feed um but yeah so it was just a bit of a struggle in the early early weeks um and you know like you'll question yourself I guess like when they're fussy or anything like that you're just like oh my god am I not producing enough milk for him like what's going on because you can't physically see what they're getting and Mm. he was a very vomity baby and I would always think you know if he did a really big vomit I'm like oh my god he's just vomited up his whole Mm. feed and you know now he doesn't want to drink anymore like um yeah it was just always yeah I guess second guessing everything and questioning questioning what you were doing I guess yeah Yeah. it's hard as well because so many people say oh just follow you into your intuition and sometimes I guess in those situations you're just like I don't know what my intuition is anymore exactly (laughs) don't know because you're like oh maybe this and then you're like oh no but Mm. you know the midwife told me something or the family health nurse told me something different or Mm. you know my mum's experience was different or you know, if you're just in like a million different minds on, on what to do. So yeah, your intuition is never, especially in those early days. You yeah. Yeah. So hard. <laughs> yeah. And how, how that must've been so hard having him in the special care as well. How did you guys handle that? Um, It was only for like 24 hours, which was fantastic. But yeah, when they told me, so how it came about was I actually asked the nurse to watch him for a couple of hours because he choked a couple of times previously in the room with me. I was already really anxious about going to sleep Mm. because I thought if he chokes and I don't hear him and he goes blue and I'm not, you know, awake to pat him on the back, what the hell's going to happen? And I was in the room by myself as well. Like I wasn't sharing a room with anyone. So I was really, really nervous about that. So I'd asked the nurses if they would... Uh, take him for a couple of hours just so I could get like two or three hours sleep and then like bring him back to me and they weren't busy that night and they said yeah that's fine doll she woke me up at about four o'clock in the morning so she had actually let me sleep for about six hours good yeah um, which was fantastic (laughs) but I felt very very guilty um already but she woke me up at about four o'clock in the morning and she's like hi darling look like I don't I don't want to alarm you, like everything's okay, but, you know, we've just taken him to the special care nursery. Um, I was like, oh, my God, why? And she said, like, you know, he had another episode and, you know, he took a few minutes to kind of catch his breath and it was just a little longer than the doctor was happy with. So, like, he's just being monitored. Um, We've checked him and he's fine, but, yeah, we just wanted to monitor him for a little while. So, when you're ready, I'll take you down there and see him. And yeah, I obviously felt so much guilt um, because I had left him with the nurses and it had happened with the nurses. But in hindsight, thank God it did happen with the nurses because I would have been even more of a wreck. Mm. Um, But yeah, you know, that guilt kind of was there and I was super at him and um, I just cried and called my partner and said, you have to hurry up and come in. Like I've had to take him to the special care nursery. Like he's fine, but um you know we just he went blue again and um so yeah we were we were upset and we were super worried but 
at the same time, you know, happy that it happened while we were still in hospital, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did he go um, getting home as well? And, yeah, you guys with him at home? Yeah, no, he was fine. Like after that big episode, I guess in hindsight, that must have just been the last of his really thick mucus, I guess. Um, oh, what did they have to do? Did they have to do anything to help him get it out or? No, they um, they just checked like his nose and throat and everything just to make sure it was all like free of obstruction and all of that kind of stuff and everything checked out. Um, yeah, and that was pretty well it. Like they just monitored him. Um, and his oxygen levels were always really good. So, you know, they were they were happy with it. Um, I think it was just a bit of a, I don't know, it wasn't like he was born super quick or anything like that. So they, they had no idea why it was happening. He just, yeah, struggled with his mucus a little bit. Um, but, yeah, after that episode, thank God, that was the last choking episode that he had um and when we got home like he he was just a vomiter um (laughs) um, but after we got home he was fine there was no other choking incidents thank god but I think that is what put my anxiety into full swing because when we went home I was like god you know what's going to happen if it happens at home and yeah, just, I guess, overthinking before anything even really happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, how did you go, like, I personally would find it so hard, like you were saying, to even fall asleep for those first few weeks while you were home. Was that something you struggled with? Um, I didn't struggle so much falling asleep, <laughs> but I guess staying asleep, I would forever be waking up and I was checking that he was breathing and before I went to sleep, I'd always make sure that his head was on the side and not like straight up and um, any little noise that he made, like any tiny little movement he had, I was like awake and I was like, oh my God, is he okay? (laughs) So yeah, for those first, first few weeks, I was definitely on like, um, I was super, super hypersensitive to any little noise that came out of that bassinet yes <laughs> yeah did you have much of a supportive network when you got home like family or friends that helped out yeah I had obviously my partner he was a great help he had good paternity leave with his work so he was off for four weeks which was fantastic um we had his parents both of his parents were down for the first week I think um and that was a great help because obviously his mum was you know doing the washing and Mm. you know they were keeping the house tidy-ish and cooking and so I didn't have to worry about all of that straight away which was great um and my mum just lives about 20 minutes away so Mm -hmm. she was a fantastic help as well she had four children so (laughs) she was a really good help um but yeah, my support network was great um I had a couple of friends also that were pregnant or had had babies so you know it was good to kind of vent to them when I was not feeling the best (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) did um anything kind of pop up for you postpartum that you didn't expect or you didn't know about um a fair like my mum struggled with um postnatal depression so with I think all four of us children she um she struggled with that and I um, was very, I, I really didn't want to get postnatal depression. Um, and I think I was particularly hard on myself when I was feeling, you know, when you were having those shitty, shitty days, um, because I was so aware of it and I really, really didn't want to get it. And I was like, I don't want to be medicated. So I kind of like got into my head about everything Mm. um and I before pregnancy liked to be in control of things and um you know I guess I liked things a certain way and obviously when a baby comes you can't control absolutely anything um and (laughs) and it's a very very big adjustment um to life in so many ways that yeah like a lot of the postpartum experience and you know especially 
the way you think. I, I struggled with all of that a fair a fair bit. Um, and that was very unexpected because I think I was so confident in the female body and, you know, labour and all of that kind of stuff when I had, I guess, all of this anxiety and all of these, like, um, second guesses and guilt and all of that stuff that just happens so quickly, like it comes on so quickly. I struggled with that a lot. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I, you know, in hindsight, you just think I've got this, like, mm. you know, I did labour, I can do this, mm. I'm superwoman, and then shit hits the fan pretty much mm. and you're just like, holy crap, what am I doing? What have I done? I am no good at this. Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so crazy because, yeah, you plan, you prepare as much as you can and then it's not until you're living it day in, day out that you're like, oh, this is why people feel like this or this is why this happens kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Yeah, nothing can prepare you for it. And, and you know, and people say that nothing can, mm. can like, you know, prepare you for it. But you just think, oh, surely, you mm. know, surely yeah. I've got this. But, yeah. yes, sometimes you just don't got this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but and, like, uh, and that's okay, though. Like, yeah. that's okay to not feel confident and it's okay not to know what you're doing because... Yeah nobody's at the you know what I mean like the baby's never done that before and you've never done it before and none of you have ever experienced this before so it's okay to be all over the place I guess <laughs> yes yeah exactly like I think that I went through a period of like denial where I was like no everyone says it's hard but like I'm gonna be adamant that it's not hard like it's gonna be fun like I just really got in my own head about that and then there were days yeah. where it's like then you kind of feel a bit defeated because you're like wait it is hard <laughs> yeah like wait can I actually keep doing this like <laughs> yeah, yeah and it kind of like I guess the early days do feel to feel a bit like groundhog day Day that you're like okay we do the same thing tomorrow and then tomorrow like <laughs> yeah you do mm. and feel a bit house trapped and mm. you know especially like oh I couldn't imagine people that don't have any support like oh my god they are mm. you know fantastic like yeah god. but no it's um mm. yeah nothing like what mm. you imagine I guess (laughs) yeah was there anything you did in particular to help with your mental health um so I actually ended up going to the doctor I think I was about seven or eight weeks postpartum and my partner was like you know like I think maybe you should just go speak to the doctor and see what they think like you know they could tell you that all of these feelings are normal and you know like I think hormones played a really big part in it as well. Um, But, yeah, I ended up going to the doctor and asked her, like, is this normal? Like, I feel like a horrible mom. I feel like I'm rubbish at it. Um, I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. Like, this is how I'm feeling. And, yeah, she, you know, filled out one of those little questionnaires and said, look, you know, I'll refer you to uh, um, one of our counsellors and, Um, I spoke to her, I think probably only, only a handful of times. Um, and, and she was really lovely. Like she just kind of said to me, look, I don't think you have postnatal depression. I think you've got a bit of postnatal anxiety and, you know, it's a big adjustment to go from having no baby to having this human that you've got to take care of at every single hour of the day. and you know like it's a huge adjustment so yeah it was just a bit of anxiety and a bit of adjustment anxiety and all of that kind of stuff but yeah talked to her for a handful of appointments and I kind of got to the point where I was like okay like you know I'm not the only woman that's feeling this way obviously um and and it's okay to have bad days and days where you lose your temper at your partner and you know when feel like you're doing absolute rubbish and you know it's okay to cry because it's a hard thing to adjust to um just yeah took a little while for I guess me to accept that that's what motherhood was (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) when um when did you feel that things started getting a little bit easier for you um probably like in a whole, probably close to the year mark, I 
still obsessed a lot over his milk intake um, and his sleeping, um, you know, because I feel like there's so much pressure to do everything so perfectly and have a baby that naps perfectly and sleeps perfectly at night and, you know, like not co-sleeping and, you know, do it safely and, like, you know, I feel like there's so many pressures in every area um, that just make you feel like you have to do it perfectly. Mm. And there's um, so much so- information as well. Like we can read so oh. much about it on social media, so it feels like we know what we're doing more than ever. Exactly. <laughs> but we're still exactly. here. That's exactly it. Like, and so, yeah, I obsessed a lot over you know, how he was feeding and all of that kind of stuff and how he was napping and, you know, if he didn't sleep well, I'd have to make sure he napped for this amount of time because that's what the experts say and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So it wasn't up until, um, yeah, he was probably around one year and I was like, look, I can't control this. I'm going to send myself crazy. I'm about to have a second child. Like I can't. I can't worry myself about this. Like it took a really long time for me to, you know, actually come around and be like, chill out. Um, But yeah, yeah, it did take a while. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you guys decide um, you were ready for number two? Had you always wanted to or how did that come about? We'd we'd always talked about having two children. Um, I was one of four. My partner's an only child. Um, So we always knew that we wanted to have more than one um definitely wasn't expecting them to to be so close in age um that was a little bit of a whoopsie um but yeah she um she was a little bit of a surprise but I'm glad it happened um you know now my baby making factory is shut up shop (laughs) yeah so how um how old was Arthur when you found out about about her so he was eight months okay yeah so you're kind of I feel like the whole first year you're still in the thick of it like I feel like even eight months that still seems like a really young baby to me (laughs) yeah yes no you're definitely still in the thick of it for the first year um so yeah that was a big surprise he was actually like I was very very anxious when we actually found out like prior to finding out he was all of a sudden so fussy on my boob and Mm. I was like, he's not getting enough milk. And he was like a little bit constipated because obviously he was on solids by then, Mm. Um, you know, and he wasn't, you know, his poos were a bit harder than what they had been. And I was like, he's not getting enough fluid, like what's going on? And he was waking up multiple times of the night, which he didn't usually. um, And he was so fussy on my boob of a nighttime even. And I just was at my wit's end. I was just crazy. Mm. And my period came back at like four months postpartum. Mm-hmm. So it would, it was like my, I think third or it should have been my fourth period and I missed it. Mm. And I was like, oh, it must just be because I've increased feeding mm. him. And maybe it's just gone away because I'd heard some people, you know, mm. that's not normal for some people. Um, and so I took a test and it came back negative and I said to my partner, oh, my God, it's negative, thank God. Like, you know, we were like, you know, crisis averted. Um, and then we were actually visiting our in-laws up the New South Wales north coast and I said to her, oh, my God, I don't know why, but I've just been feeling like a certain type of lolly this last week. Like I just am craving this lolly. She's like, you're not pregnant, are you? And I was like, no, I took a test and it was negative. And she's like, oh, okay. And then, like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, shit, maybe I should take another one. It's been, like, over a week since my period was meant to, like, be here. Maybe I'll just take another one. Took another one and there it was. It was a double line. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. I think I cried. My heart was pounding. I was like, how am I meant to tell my partner that I'm pregnant again? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like I was so, I, sh- I was shaking. It was definitely a different experience than the first, um, than the first test. That's for sure. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, 
yeah <laughs> yeah did you decide to tell um did you decide to tell family straight away or because were you away with them did you say yeah yeah we yeah. were up at their house so yeah I we did end up telling them um and they were like oh my god and I was like yeah like books like crap. so um, yeah we got some blood tests and ultrasounds and everything like that while we were away because we were there for a few weeks um and I was like six weeks and four days by the time I got an ultrasound. So <laughs> we were like, oh, <laughs> so my period did go away because the in- like increase in feeding, the increase yeah. in feeding was because <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you want to do anything different around this time around with this pregnancy or, um, yeah, with anything like that? No, I was, um, again, very confident in my body with, labor um this time around I was a little bit more confident with breastfeeding um but I had decided like you know don't stress yourself out about it um or try not to stress yourself out about it anyways um this time around in my head I knew that I wasn't going to obsess over sleep because one I had a you know 17 month old and I don't think that I was you know going to have time to you know, rock her to sleep for two hours. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, look, I'm not going to obsess. I'm just going to, you know, take it as it comes and, you know, really realise that I guess with your first one, you don't realise quite how quickly it goes. So while we were pregnant still, um, you know, we realised that we don't have a baby anymore and this pregnancy is my last pregnancy and, you know, we we've got to cherish the the moments even if they're hard and horrible and everyone's in tears like we have to think like step back and think you know like okay they're not going to need me like this forever and you know they're not going to be this dependent on me forever and these are these are the times where yeah I can't obsess and freak out over little things and I can't control everything that that's okay because one day I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to have this. So that was a big shift in my mindset this time, just doing it before and knowing, you know, how everything kind of went that, um, yeah, you really can't control it. Um, And that has really helped me so far. Yeah. Um, How did you go going into labour with her? Was it all very similar to the first? Um, Sort of. So she ended up, being a little bit later she was uh she came on her due date oh, yeah. or 30 minutes after her due date um but so I felt like she was overdue at that point because my son came at like 39 weeks and two days I was like where is this baby I got to like 39 weeks and like three days and I was like where is she and so I ended up getting acupuncture the day before my due date, um, I booked in and got some acupuncture and I didn't feel like it was in the morning. Um, and all that day I was like, this didn't even work. Like, what's the hype? Like, I'm so cranky. Like, oh, like, um, and then that night I had woke up with like a couple of contractions and I was like, oh my God, yes. Like amazing. It's happening all that day. I think it was the Thursday, I was like, cool. I told my partner, don't go to work. Like this is this is happening. Um, and he was like, yep, cool. All day my contractions were like so on and off. They I'd have one and then I wouldn't have one again for like an hour or two. And then I'd have like a couple that were like 10 minutes apart and and then I'd have nothing for like two hours. And then I'd have one. Like they were so all over the shop. And I was like, God, this is so crap. Like I thought this was, I was doing everything. I was on that ball. I was doing stretches, like different poses. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is so like, whatever. She's probably not coming for like another house many days. Who knows? Um, and so we ended up going out for dinner that night. And while we were at dinner waiting for our food, it was about, I think it's about six o'clock, um, I started just getting these contractions all of a sudden and, 
you know, because my partner had been asking me all day, have you had any more contractions? Have you had any more contractions? I got to the point that afternoon where every time I had a contraction, I was just doing it because I was like obviously cranky. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I'd have one at dinner, I was like, I'm having another contraction. I'm having another, <laughs> just so you know, I'm having another contraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're about 15 minutes apart at dinner. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this is getting, getting on. Um, we got home. I put my son to bed. Uh, it was about 7 8 o'clock. I was like, oh, all right. I think I'll, they were still steady. Uh, I was like, I think I'll go have a shower and go to bed. And, you know, it might be a long night. And my partner was like, okay, I'm just going to like watch this show. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Went to bed. He came in at about, I think it was about 10 o'clock. And he was like, you were meant to be resting. Mm-hmm. And by that point, like I had been having all of these contractions, timing them. They were like 10 minutes apart. Um, they were getting closer and closer and way more intense. And I just snapped at him and I was like, I can't rest. I'm having contractions. We're like, what? I've been trying to rest. And like, oh, okay. He's like, how far apart are they? And I was like, like 10, 10 minutes, eight minutes, leave me alone. <laughs> so then, yeah, he was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'll get the bags and everything ready because, like, you know, she's probably on her way and. I was texting my mom and mom's like, just make sure you don't leave it too long to go to the hospital because we've got like a half an hour drive to the hospital. She's like, make sure you don't leave it too late. And I was like, no, no, we won't. Like I've only been in labor for like, you know, a few hours. Like it's fine. I've got hours. Um, And then it was about, I think about 11 o'clock. My partner was like, how are you going? And I was like, yeah. The apps, you know, the app said that I should probably go to the hospital. And he's like, okay, I think maybe we should go then. Um, and, you know, with my son, the app said go to the hospital. And then nine hours later he was born. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we can probably do a few more hours at home. Mm-hmm. I should be fine. Um, and I called the hospital and, you know, told them whatever and they were like, look, it's completely up to you, doll. Like, you can come in and we can check you. Worst case, we'll have to send you home. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, the same old thing you told me with my son. Like, I'll just wait it out a little bit longer. So I was like, I'll go have a shower and I'll f- see how I feel after the shower and then we'll decide. As I was getting up to go to have a shower, I had this contraction as I'd, like, stood up off the bed. So, like, gravity as well had happened. And it just was so intense. It, like, dropped me to my knees and I was like, oh, my God, like I started crying and I was like, Joe, you need to help me up. Like I can't stand up. Um, and at that point he was like, I think we need to go to the hospital. Like this is happening. And I was like, I still don't think that I'm, you know, that far, but whatever. Um, let's go to the freaking hospital then. So I didn't even make it to the shower. Um, we went into the hospital and on the way in, I'd had like quite a few contractions. Um, and my partner was like, <laughs> he told me after the birth that he was freaking out in the car ride. He's like, I honestly thought you were about to like have the baby in the car. Um, and in hindsight, if we had waited any longer, I probably would have because from our arrival at the hospital to the time she was born was 40 minutes. Oh my so, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. Like I knew that they said that the second birth was like a lot quicker, but I just thought that it would be longer than what it was. Yeah. It was only five hours from when they started, you know, being um, like being consistent that mm. I had her. So yeah. I, whatever. But yeah, so 40 minutes later after arriving at the hospital, um, she was she was here. Like we pretty well got there, got checked. She was like, you're four centimetres. And I was like, oh, like I've got hours. And she's like, I'm going to run the bath just in case you want the bath because it takes 15 minutes to run. And I was like, 15 minutes, we've got like hours. What are you talking about? Um, So, yeah, and then, you know, I hopped in the shower um, while the bath was running. They did our COVID test. Um, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, if you're going to admit us, like, you know, she'd put the bands on me and I was like, okay, babe, well, you can go get the bags from the car and like, let's, you know, get this baby out. Um, and like, because of COVID and it was, uh, I think it was like 1130, 12 o'clock by that time. Um, I was 
we'd asked if he could, like, I was like, oh, because you've done the COVID test, will he be allowed to go back out to the car and then come back in easy enough? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, she's like, but where are you, where are you parked? And we were like, oh, just like, just at the door nearly, like we're, we're pretty close. Like it's not far away. And she's like, okay, that's fine. So in hindsight, she knew that I was a lot further along than what I thought I was. Um, and so, yeah, while he was actually getting the bags from the car, I started getting, you know, the involuntary pushes and I jumped in the bath and he came back and pretty well 14 minutes later she was born. So <laughs> did you have you know, her in the bath? Yeah, I did. Oh, which nice. was expected. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't go into either birth with, with much of a plan as such, just things that I knew that I didn't want to do or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wasn't keen on drugs, but if I needed them, you know, I knew they were there, um, that kind of thing. So I didn't have a plan and the shower was perfect for my son's birth. So mm-hmm. I just thought that this time around would be the same, but the shower just did not cut it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like not one bit did it help me this time around. So I'm so thankful that I had a nurse that was really in tune with what I needed this time around as well because that bath was a saviour. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's so good. So having her in the bath was a really great experience. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I would definitely recommend, definitely. Yeah, it was great. Um, I felt, I don't, I don't really know. Like, again, I was in my own world. Like, I had my back to everyone else in the room. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was fantastic. It was exactly what I needed. Like, I don't know whether I would have liked it with my son because his birth was so much longer. Um, but yeah, it was exactly what I needed. And yeah, it was a really, really nice experience. Um, and she came out really calm. Mm. Um, I actually asked the midwives if there was something wrong with her. I was like, why is she not crying? Like what's going on? Mm. And they were like, no, no, this is just how like water birth babies are. Like they're just really, they just come out super calm and chilled. And I was like, oh, like really? Are you sure? Like, oh my God. That's so nice. Yeah, no, it was it was beautiful. Mm. I definitely would recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Five stars. Yes. <laughs> um, how did you feel immediately post-birth? Again, like just super in shock. Like, oh my God, I've just, you know, I've just done that. Probably even more so because this time it happened so freaking fast. Um yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, my God, like I, I just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I, I had a bit of a complication this time around. Um, my placenta took like an hour and a half to come out. Mm-hmm. They were like prepping me for theatre as I got a really big contraction and it ended up coming out and detaching. But, um, yeah, they after half an hour of waiting, they gave me the injection. Another half an hour of waiting, the injection didn't help it come away. Um, and then one of the junior doctors came in and, like, had a little push on my belly and a little fiddle to try and see if he could kind of detach it um, in the birth suite, but that didn't happen. And he's like, oh, look, like, I think I'm going to have to call the senior doctor um, and we might have to prep you for theatre to get it out. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, what a shame. Like I've, yeah. I've done this amazing birth with no drugs again and mm. I'm going to have to be put to sleep to get my placenta out, like really. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as, yeah, she was about to put the, the cannula in my hand um, for the drugs, I was like, oh, I've got a really big cramp. Like do you want me to push? And she was like, yep, yep. And so I pushed a bit and and then it came out, thank God, but yeah, an hour and a half later. Um, And so I was kind of in that waiting period. I was a little bit deflated that it wasn't, you know, happening. And I was like, oh, God, like I'm going to have to be put to sleep. But, you know, like it saves me, you know, bleeding out and, you know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, then after that I felt like a proper champion. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool, cool, like amazing. Um and yeah, like I, I I felt 
I felt really good after this birth. I think, um, you know, having gone through it once and knowing what to expect from here on in and, you know, having a different mindset this time and not being so overly confident and controlling, I, I kind of felt a bit more like I knew what I was doing, I guess. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Did, um, did you have any, did she have any of the health conditions that Arthur had? Did she, was she okay breathing and everything? Yeah, no, she was fine and she was a champion lutcher straight away um, and she had the strongest suck on her. I was shocked. Um, and by day two, her poos were, like, already transitioning from meconium to, like, you know, a normal yellow, like, milk poo because yeah. um, she was just a champion like she was just onto it. I think maybe boys are just a bit lazy or something. I'm really not sure, but she was just like, yep, I know what to do. Um, and I'm super, super hungry. Yep. <laughs> she actually like hurt my nipples a little bit because, you know, like that first kind of latch after birth, you're, you're not really paying attention to how they latch. And mm. um, so that like hurt my nipple a little bit, both sides. And then because she was such a strong sucker, and she would just suck for such a long amount of time. Um, they, like, got, like, a bit grazed. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that, that healed up um, after, like, about a week and that was all fine. But, yeah, she she just, I think, knew what she needed to do and mm. she was just a girl, I think. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what I need to do. Get, let's get this done. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you feel mentally um, post your second birth? Was it much different to the first? Uh, I definitely wasn't as anxious. Um, and I, at the moment, feel way less anxious. Um, you know, you still have, you still question what you're doing. And, you know, I, I, I have still questioned her milk intake and, um she hasn't put on, like, she's put on a lot of weight, but she wasn't putting on as much weight at the weekly checkups as what my son was. So I was like, oh, like, what's going on? But I knew for a fact that I had so much more milk this time around. Um, and my supply was, yeah, very much there. Um, so I just, you know, I needed in the first few weeks, a little bit of reminder from my partner, like, you know, her output's good, stop questioning yourself. Um, so, yeah, there was still a little bit of second-guessing and questioning and, you know, a little bit of that going on. But, yeah, no, I'm feeling much better, a lot more confident, which I wasn't expecting because I thought I'm going to feel 100% worse because I've got a 17-month-old also mm -hmm. newborn. Um, but... Think because I think because they were so close in age, and I've kind of done it before. I haven't really forgotten, you know what what I struggled with, mm. and this time around, I'm conscious of all of that now, and and not being too hard on myself because um, I know in the end it all works out. I yeah. guess. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how all you want, mm. but you know, it's not going to change the fact that what you're doing is working. And mm. um, yeah, just don't stress out too mm. much about. <laughs> yeah, how have you how have you managed with um two under two? Has it been so, what you expected or? <laughs> um, some days I'm like, oh my freaking god! Like these two children are going to send me crazy. Um. <laughs> And like, yeah, but some days I'm like, oh, this is much easier than what I was expecting. I think what has helped me is I went into it thinking this is going to be so freaking tough. And I went into it thinking that I was going to struggle a lot. I was kind of expecting it almost, you know, because everybody would see me walking around the shops and I was, you know, heavily pregnant with a toddler and they're like oh you know it's going to be a rough couple of years and you're gonna have your hands full and you know oh all gosh. of that kind of stuff mm. and so you're like yeah it is going to be bloody tough <laughs> yeah. um but I have been really blessed my partner had four weeks off again um and then 
he ended up being able to work from home for another week. Um, and then we ended up getting COVID last week. Mm. So he ended up having another week off. So I, I had him for what, um, like six weeks yeah. at home, which was yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. I think it all kind of worked out great um, mm. that I had him for those six weeks. Um, but this week I'm definitely tired, but um, yeah, no, it hasn't been as bad as I, I thought. I've been juggling it pretty well. My son's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And is there anything in particular that's been most challenging having two? Um, just really like because he's not of an age where he really understands and can communicate with me. Mm. Um, you know, it's quite hard when I'm feeding her and, you know, he wants my attention and, you know, it's it's like a struggle to be like, you know, buddy, I can't right now, but give me like five minutes. But he's a very, a very active boy as well. Like, and it's been raining here for the last few days and if he doesn't get to go outside, he gets really antsy inside. So, um you know, that's also a bit of a struggle if the weather's really crappy and I can't get him outside to burn off a little bit of energy, he goes a bit crazy and um, it can be a bit rough with me, um, you know, like just like jumping all over me and like, you know, throwing stuff at me because he wants to play with me and things like that. So the struggle is, yeah, <laughs> kind of trying to communicate with him and tell him that I, you know, I won't be long. I've just got to feed your sister or mm. I'm just got to go change her nappy or something like that. That's been the biggest struggle. Mm. But, um, you know, he's, he's only getting older. So soon enough he'll, he'll be able to communicate that with me better. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's been most rewarding so far? Um, seeing them together, definitely like, oh, it just melts my heart. Like I just some days think, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe like I've just been blessed with these two beautiful children and my son is just so, he's such like a, I, I hate to like be like a typical gender role, like, you know, gender person, but yeah. he is such a boy's boy. Like, you know, he'll go outside and instead of playing with his toys, he'll he'll be playing in the dirt and, you know, into dad's tools. And like, he's just a typical rough nut, like yeah. hurt himself, cries for like two seconds. And then he's like, whatever, like he fell over this morning. He's got a freaking black eye. Oh didn't want to put ice on it didn't care like didn't want to cuddle oh my god um, but yeah seeing how gentle he can be and like you know you say give your sister a little kiss and he's so gentle and he gives her a little kiss and you know he he like makes little noises and faces at her like he's trying to talk to her and he's just so gentle about it like oh my god it's just amazing to watch I just yeah it's just beautiful. <laughs> oh, so nice. Um, so I guess like um, with everything you've been through for the last couple of years and how far you've come with the two, if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, don't take everything so seriously. Um, don't try and perfect every little thing, um, you know, and and don't don't stress yourself out so much to the point where, you're in tears do you know what I mean like don't yeah like don't take it all so seriously and like I mean there's definitely times where you need to take things super seriously but you know the sleeping and the feeding and you know just trying to perfect all of that kind of stuff like is just it's just insane like mm. the things that I used to do to try and get him to sleep I think now why why did I even bother like yeah. you know what I mean like why did I try for three hours to put him to sleep like mm. after half an hour 20 minutes I should have just been like right okay let's go wear you out a little bit more mm. and then we'll try again in an hour yeah but I'd worked myself up so much and I'd worked him up so much in the you know, few hours of trying so hard like in hindsight yeah, we send ourselves crazy. I mean, I remember doing the same. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and my partner would be like, just just watch a movie because she's not going to sleep. Just come sit out here with her and watch a movie. And I'm like, no, she has to go to sleep now. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, no, she has to, like, he has to sleep now. Or he's going to be a devil later. Like, yeah. just hold him to go to sleep. Yeah. But, you know, if you're nap trapped for an hour on the couch, who cares? Watch yeah. some TV. Yeah. And- you know, fiddle on your phone or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. don't stress out that he has to fall asleep in the bassinet. And you know, I can't get him too um, used to rocking him to sleep, or I can't get him too used to me holding him to sleep, or mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. Because in like a year's time, he one day I don't know if I just got blessed, but one day he just like had the shits with us. Mm like trying to get him to sleep, like patting him on the bum. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to leave the room for 10 minutes and see what happens. And he just put himself to sleep. Yeah. And like, here I am stressing and, and trying so hard to get him to sleep. And all I needed to do was just leave the room and let him just chill out by himself. Yeah. He just wanted some space. (laughs) Yeah. He just wanted some space. And I was just obsessing over the fact that he was not going to sleep you know, and straight away, like when, what, when I wanted him to like make sense, maybe he just needed 10 minutes to chill out by himself in the cot. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, just don't take everything so seriously to the point where you, yeah, you freak yourself out and you make yourself crazy and you upset yourself really like, because it'll all work out eventually. You'll get the hang of it eventually. And I guess once you get through that first year and you have that celebration of making it to the first year, I think, you know, that first birthday party is really not for them. It's for us. But yeah, that, that's what I would try and tell myself anyways. Not that I probably would have listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kirsty, And thank you for being so open and vulnerable about your experience. I really appreciate it for talking to me I'm I'm so happy I get to share my experience with other people and like hey if anyone has like you know wants the truth I keep telling all of the truth to my friends who are pregnant I'm like I'm not gonna spare you any of the nitty-gritty details because I feel like people only tell the good stuff um and they don't tell any of their bad you know their bad like there was 100% times where I was like I'm not cut out to be a mum I can't do this. What what have I done? You know? And there was times that I was like, you know, maybe he would be better off without me because I'm rubbish at this. But like knowing that that is normal to think for a first time mum, you know, because you have no idea what you're doing. Your baby has no idea what they're doing. They've, you know, been in the world for like two weeks. They've got no idea. You have no idea because you've never experienced these things before. Um yeah, just knowing that that's normal, I think, makes makes a world of difference because I didn't think that I was normal. Mm. <laughs> I was like, not so sure I've got postnatal depression when really they're all normal, all normal emotions to have. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty talks about them because I guess it's frowned upon to think that. <laughs> yeah. And I think everyone wants to look like they're doing a great job. I guess even sometimes when people ask, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going great, even if you're not, or to people yeah. who you're not as close with, maybe that would be your response. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we just, like and like I guess other mums judge as well like a lot of mums judge different you know different ways of doing things and you know I just think like whatever works for you yeah every baby's different yeah yeah if everyone's feeling good no one feels like you know they're doing a horrible job um you know nobody's upset if it works it works and you know that that's all that matters (laughs) yeah (laughs) awesome well thank you again so much for coming on today thanks for having me Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Kirsty. I really just loved how open and honest she was and how she painted the picture of her experience postpartum. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review um, over at Apple iTunes, the podcast app. And if you'd like to share your story or get in touch, uh, you can contact me at the postpartyproject at gmail.com or 
where I'm on Instagram, which is at the Post Party Project. Thank you.